Dave and Jeff. It is July 26, 2021. All right. Now, I can hear me. Yeah. I, I can't hear the music. I can barely hear you. And so, Chris oh, Cox. Watch this. We're going to put a GoFundMe in to get you out here. I hear me. No fun. difference. And this the is love- what I love. Dave goes, watch this. Reaches up. I'm laughing because I your your kids are here tonight, and I gave them the number one sign, like stop talking because we can't hear the music either one of us. Yeah, and so, uh, but I this is what my dad used to do to me, and it was the most disrespectful thing ever. Uh, well, go ahead, they both have it coming. <laughs> so when um, I did it to you, I apologize. But I like limited hearing, but Dave says with a great deal of confidence, watch this. Reaches over, confidently changes the knob, and it made zero impact on my ability to hear anything. I hear great. All right, well, that's good. Um, I think, Dave, we're in the midst of maybe one of my favorite seven-day windows of the sports calendar. Okay. Started last week. Wednesday night was really fun. Expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. Then it moved into Friday and Saturday, the NHL draft. Man, the Kings did great. Very excited for that. Um, Then you come into... Right now, what I think is outstanding, which is MLB, the trade deadline. And how many years did we sit here in San Diego just counting down, feeling like our head was in the noose and waiting for one of our favorite guys to be traded? Yeah, you were the Pirates. Yeah, Jake Peavy, Adrian, right? We all remember it. And now, yeah, and and that's the other thing. You go out, you make a deal yesterday to get one of the top hitters in the National League. And what? What are we doing? We gave up who? And you just go, I had so many people around baseball locally and nationally text me, go, are fans actually complaining about that deal? That's another amazing deal where you didn't give up anybody in your top 10. It doesn't matter who you gave up. They're, they're prospects. Right. You're talking about you got an all-star. You got to prove an all-star. Right. For for three guys that are not going to help you get to the World Series this year. Absolutely. But then where things really got interesting, Dave, is as the night went on and you start seeing more and more things that Hosmer could be on the move. Yes. And that to me, it would be that's addition by subtraction. Well, and here's the thing with this, okay, as far as fans go. Number one, all we care about is wins. That's all we care yeah. about, right? Nobody really cares about the money. I mean, right. it doesn't matter. If Hosmer leaves and you pay 90% of that contract, oh, well, I didn't oh, well, pay it. You Pete, didn't pay it. No, Pete Seidler signed off on exactly. it. Exactly. He signs off on it, and everybody knows Hosmer's in the way. Yeah. Hosmer's in the way. And yep. so, yeah, if you look at it from someone who doesn't follow Padre baseball and go, wait a second, you just acquired another all-star second baseman when you already have an all-star second baseman? Yeah. What kind of shift are they running? What and so it doesn't yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. But then when you everybody here knows, Cronenworth is a very good first baseman. Yep. And you can make that move over there. But Hosmer's in the way. Hosmer's not making this team yep. any better right now. So offensively, they got a ton better. And when you look at how many runs the Padres average per game, I think it's 4.7. Yeah, they want to do a little bit better of a job of that. Obviously, getting a guy like Frazier, who was interesting that if you listen to the press conference today, he said one of his best friends is Musgrove. Oh, nice. And he goes, he's already feels comfortable, you know, having yeah. a guy like Musgrove that he knew in Pittsburgh. So he comes here. It'd be exciting to watch him. You got your leadoff hitter, right? Yep. 
you got a guy that leads baseball in hits, and, yep. and some people will say, oh, you're one of those guys that still looks at batting average. You know what? I look at guys who get on base. Yeah. I'm a big on-base percentage That's the only guy. way you can score, Dave. Last time I checked is you need to touch first base before you can touch home plate. <laughs> now, that could be via the home run. Could be a double. Still, you got to touch it. You got to touch it. Ah, that's what she said. <laughs> but here's the deal. So who bats behind him? It's Tatis. Right. Well, who leads the National League in home runs? Maybe right. you're looking at two-run home runs. Right. It's a, it's a decent move. It's not a bad move. I understand from the outside, people who don't follow San Diego Padre baseball think it's weird. There's nobody in Pittsburgh that, by the way, is okay with this deal. No. You know, he's one of their top two favorite guys. Yeah. And in Pittsburgh, they're upset. We're looking at, at Pirates Twitter. And you saw it. It's, it's yeah. what we would be doing, what we've done in the yes. past before Twitter, freaking out. Because you get three prospects that may at some point play, but unfortunately, if you're a Pirates fan tonight, you know, well, they'll be here for about four years, and as soon as they start to show signs of being good, we're going to move them again. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so going back to what you started with, with Hosmer. See you later. You know, See it, you later. It has, <laughs> it has not worked out. The $144 million hasn't worked out, and again, we didn't pay any of that. No. Nope. You know? And so you and I aren't season ticket holders, but we do go to games when we get an opportunity, and we watch every game on Saturday television. Night. Yeah. But it's not one of those where you go, man, I really got fucked in my price of season tickets because nope. I got Hosmer. No, yeah, I, no. I'm watching the Padres win a lot more games than we're used to watching them win. Uh, I'll tell you this. I loved it because it sent a message starting with the everyday eight that really nobody's safe. Now, of course, we know Tatis is safe and Manny's safe, but it sends a message across the bow. Nobody here. Whether it's, I mean, Fam's been pretty dynamite. He has been. But you hear Grisham's on the move. Myers could be on the move. Hosmer could be on the move. Right? I mean, I don't think Caratini's going anywhere because of the relationship with Darvish, but you get it. Yes. Profar could be on the move. God. I don't know who would take Profar. He's a huge I disappointment. Know. I mean, you're looking at two home yeah. runs a guy can't hit. It's, uh, it's The only guy that loves him is AJ. It's depending on what you put with him. A, a lot of money is what it would have yeah. to take. You'd have another contract you'd have to buy. So you look at that. Now, here's the other question yeah. that came up to me over the weekend. And I love this, and I love it, and it's one of those things, Dave, that we talk about on this show all the time. It's taking the emotion out of making a business decision. Can the Padres look at this team with the money that's invested, over $600 million on the left side of the infield? Terrible weekend in Miami. Yeah. Terrible. And you look at what happened. They got a lot of guys hurt. And, boy, the pods did not look very motivated uh, in Miami. You know what's weird about that? I'm going to cut you off real quick. Go is ahead. that two weeks ago, the Dodgers were in Miami. And they okay. lost three out of four. Yeah. And you go, right. And I hadn't thought about that. It's easy to say you don't look motivated. Maybe it's because you pay in, play in front of 2,000 fans. I have no idea. Maybe, you know, it's the end of a road trip. And you're looking forward to going home. And you look at the Marlins team and you go, they aren't that good. But the Marlins have done this now twice to teams yeah. in National League West in two weeks. Well, I, my point to that would be, Dave, it would be one thing if you're coasting along with an 11-game lead in the West. You clearly are not. Yep. You have to take the emotion out of the answer to this question because this has to come up at some point. The hiring of Jace Tingler was a cool story. Some people questioned it, mainly me and a lot of others, wondering why you got it. But it's funny... Because if you would have said this to me Friday, 
I really wouldn't have spent a whole lot of time on it. Okay. To me, Tingler has been incredibly likable. He seems to have a pretty good relationship with the players, something that was lacking in Andy Green. But I'm going to ask you this, and, and you're probably the wrong guy to ask as a Dodger fan, but I'll still ask. You say that, but I've talked to this so far through this show as a Padre person. Go ahead. Is Jace Tingler Del Harris? Is Jace Tingler the guy that has the talent but can't get this team over the hump? And now, when they what they did, if you remember what the Lakers did, they looked and said, we got Kobe, we got Shaq, we have others, right? Yeah. And our window is now, and we're not sure if Del Harris is the guy. He wasn't. So they went out and got Phil Jackson and never looked back. Yeah, the difference is, though, in the NBA, coaches do have a strategy, have a plan. You know, we know that the computer decides everything. something, though, But Dave. we know. That's, but it, what do you want to say? I mean, so I know where you're leaning towards already. You're leaning towards Boach, who's up the freeway. Yep. Okay. Well, Boach straight out told us that everything is run by computers, just like Aaron Boone has told us, just like everyone else has told us. Since 2017, every manager in baseball walks into their clubhouse, and their lineup is already made out for them. And the pitching changes are made by the computer and the pinch hitters are made by the computer. And you're mm-hmm. basically just a psychologist and a guy that talks to Bernie Wilson every night on Zoom. Yep. That's what you are. And so it seems like the players love Jace. They love Skip Schumacher. They love the coaching staff that they have, Bobby Dickerson and Wayne, Wayne Kirby. Kirby. And so I, I don't know who you blame it to. I mean, I'm, I, as I said, I watch every Padre game, but I also watch the Dodger games. I know the Dodgers like one in 10 in extra inning games because they refuse to bunt. Yeah. They don't steal bases, they don't bunt. So I don't know how much of that is Jace. Whereas I knew with Phil Jackson, he did have a whole philosophy that changed he things. He ran the team. And they had the triangle and everything else that you knew about. But yeah, a respect factor from Del Harris? No, it didn't happen. Do they have a respect factor from Jace? I have no idea. No idea. I have, I have, I have no idea. So I, I would say he hasn't finished one full season as Padre manager through it. first year and a half. He has the best winning percentage yeah, in Padre history. Great. So... You know, Is he I, Doc I, Rivers? I don't know yet. It's so early. Okay. Were you upset that he didn't get tossed the other day when everyone else is getting tossed? No. I, no. I don't. I don't. Because if he did, it, it's one of those where, okay, your bench coach is gone. Now you're going to be gone too. Isn't it just for show? At that point, it's just for show. I just, well, yeah. What? Why would that upset you or upset? Padre Twitter lost their mind on that. that he Jace needs to, to go too. You got to have your players backs. So that's bullshit. He's he's shown plenty of times, in my opinion, that he has their back. The one that he got called out on, he learned his lesson. Is when he he learned Texas. as a rookie when Tatis hit the grand slam. Yes, and I feel like since that point, when you see him, right? Yeah, I think he's done a great job as far as supporting players and showing all that. I think he learned from that. All great. Is he Del Harris? Is he Doc Rivers? You can't sit there and go, well, Dave, I tell you what, he's really, really good. And, man, it's exciting to be in the wild card hunt, isn't it? It's exciting. Love it. Could be a one-game season. Yeah. And you could go and play and be done. I don't know. Now, am I, am I saying that Boach comes in here and you have a nine-game lead in the West? I won't say no. I have no idea. I have no All idea. All I know either. is he's got three rings on his hand. I tell you what, a guy that we ripped the hell out of before the season started and has done a great job because we thought there's no way it was going to work is Tony La Russa. Yeah. 
Tony Larusa, we thought had no chance down. with what they, and Chicago has had a ton of injuries. Yeah. The White Sox have been killed by injuries as much as any team in baseball, yet LaRusa is sitting there running away with the American League Central. But everybody's got to be Jace's buddy in this town. Everybody has to be a so fan of the Padres. So here's the thing. Yes. You're going to flip this roster this week, right? You have to assume you're going to have another starter come in, yeah, right? Uh, I agree. You're going to go get a starter. You're probably going to try to get another bat, and then we'll see if you do anything for the bullpen. But... What, two, three moves? To, I mean, they were in on Trevor's story. Yeah, they were. They were in on Trevor's story. A lot of talk of that was, I was watching the Rockies and, and Dodgers, and there's mm-hmm. going back and forth of the broadcast teams, saying that story wasn't in favor of switching at a shortstop because he's a free agent. You have more value as a shortstop, that he would have caused problems. Basically letting people know, if I'm traded, I'm playing shortstop for the next team I play for. I'm not going to second base. All right, well, have fun. You have fun. <laughs> Now, Trevor. Trevor's not having a good year, by the way. No. Frazier's having a better year than Story. And you go out and you get Frazier, which is great. To me, that's, that's addition. As many good players as you have, it strengthens the bench, hypothetically. But now, what happens over the next four days? And not only, Dave, what happens in San Diego, what does L.A. do? What do the Giants do, if anything? Um, you saw uh, Katie Wu said the Cardinals aren't expected to do anything. To me, this is really wild. The Twins are out. Yeah. Twins are out. And so there was he, a rumor last week that Nelson Cruz, that the Padres called about They him. were. Yeah, about being a bat, it, late inning bat. I, I even heard first base. I don't think he owns a glove. You have to borrow one. <laughs> but, I mean, that just tells you that they're that they're going for it. They, but, they are going for it. But at some point, you have to go. I mean, AJ's not going anywhere. AJ's locked in. A, oh, AJ is locked in. Sidler's all in on AJ. There are a couple things that AJ does that I, I always think we give him a pass. And I don't think you should give him a pass because you've been more than anyone I know as far as spend money smartly. Yeah. You've said that for as long as I've known you. 23 yeah. years we've done this. This is what mm-hmm. you always say. Spend not smart how money. how much you spend... It's the smart money that you spend. And A.J. definitely does not spend smart money. As a matter of fact, he throws money at bad mistakes terrible. over and over and over again. Yeah, terrible. And so you, people go, what are you talking about? Well, I'll throw a couple at you. How but, many you want? Well, here we go. Hosmer, $144 million. Terrible money. Sue, I mean, Kim, terrible contract. Yeah. Okay. Ter- Four years, $28 million. T- Terrible deal. Profar, bad deal. Three years, $21 million. Three years, $21 million. By the way, that was the same contract Kiki Hernandez got with the Red Sox. So, and right, we were saying that. Kiki Hernandez was your guy for $7 million. Three guys right there making $34 million, right, that could easily... What come, about Myers' deal? That's another one. Well, now, you, now you're four guys at 54. And, yeah, you're looking at that going, and you've got years left on those. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's big, and they're not impactful. Again, I'll go back to my part of saying, as fans, you just want wins. But again, he has thrown a lot of money at mistakes that he's made. You know what I mean? These are his fault. This is his bad judgment. Yeah, the Kim one, I might say the jury's still out. Oh, he's horseshit. For right now, I'll say the jury's still out. He's a 200 hitter. Where's he going to play now? He's never going to play now. No. I mean, Frazier's a free agent, though, right? No, he has a year left next year. Oh, shit. 
Well, that's good. Well, no, it's good, but I'm saying <laughs> it's bad for Kim. Bad for Kim. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's my point. Where when is Kim and Profar ever going to play now? Yeah. I, I think Profar you gotta move. And then you look at that and you go around the horn, right? Fam, you can live with. He's a walkaway free yeah, agent. Bishop doesn't make any money, so you're fine. Machado Tatis, we're all fine with that deal. Cronenworth is fine. Behind the dish, Caratini and Nola don't really make any money, so you're fine there. Look at the starters. You assume Darvish's contract. He's been fine. He's been fine. Snell doesn't make a whole lot of money. Musgrove doesn't make a whole lot of money, so you're okay there. Uh, Paddock is and Weathers are those two guys. But, yeah, if you look at it, Dave, I absolutely agree. The Profar deal for that money, terrible. Yep. And, and, and uh, Myers is terrible. And the Hosmer deal has been terrible. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? He's a leader in the clubhouse. Is he? Great. Well, where'd that get us? We're in third place. What does he do well right now? What is, what's the one thing Hosmer brings? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm saying. Well, he doesn't. I mean, forget about it. On the field, from what you see. Visible to the naked eye? To the naked nothing. eye. His defense is below average, right? Yeah, he used he to does, be a gold glover. Yep, used to be a gold glover. Is not anymore. Does not hit for power. He doesn't want to change his swing. He wants to keep that level swing. Everyone's launch angle now. So he doesn't hit home runs like they would like him to from that position. And you go, okay, what are we getting for $144 million? Not a lot. Not a lot. And those, but, I mean, you still have Mateo on the bench, too. Like, this is not. <laughs> it's crazy lot. as hell that Mateo's there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very, very cool about this team. But you look at it and you go, the goal is to be a World Series team. It's what every one of them have said. And if you're going to be a World Series team, then you go, I, that's why I like to trade for Frazier a lot because it tells guys like Hosmer and Myers and others, hey, man, you could be on the move. Now, Myers has been used to that. Probably outside of last year, I would think, and maybe his first year, every other year he's been here. I think yeah. Myers has been rumored, right? I don't think Hosmer's been rumored. No. In Kansas City? No. Or here, right? No. And now it's like, hey, you're on the, you're on the run, kid. <laughs> I blame Randy Jones. He asked for 35. You said, no way are you taking out of retirement. That number yeah, 30 has been a big jinx. Thank you, and Randy. They don't do anything for him. All right, so here's my question for you, right? Because you're a lifelong Padre fan. You've been a fan longer than most people in San Diego who True. listen to this. And I'm not being a smartass. 100% I'm being serious on this. You live and die with this team. You've said it on this show a million times, okay? This is your team. Uh-huh. Are you okay, okay? And, and this is a sincere question. Are you okay with winning one year and going back to crap or would you like to see them sustain for at least you, you 10 years and have a chance? Okay. So you're okay with, because it, my, my feeling is this, their best year to win, to win-win, is in 2022 when Clevenger's back. True. Because their their starting pitching stinks. Yeah. I mean, they wasted Darvish yesterday. It's like when every time Darvish pitches, you go, well, there's a one. Yeah. You know, there's and everyone else were nervous. Every single guy. You yeah. don't know what the hell's going to happen. No. But when you, when you look at that and go, okay, they need starting pitching. So... Again, you trade away three guys yesterday. All three guys. I don't. I don't care about any of them. Okay, yeah, they aren't. The none of them are named C.J. Abrams. No. None of them are named Hassel. None of them are named Gore. All three guys are gone. So what? Funny to me that Camposano is still in that mix. Yeah. That to me feels like Frankie Mejia 2.0. <laughs> Remember? Oh, I can't flip Mejia. K 
Can't yeah. flip Mejia. Don't flip Hedges. Yeah. Jesus, what are you going to do? We're not going to flip Mejia. Get Mejia the fuck out of here. I'm <laughs> sick of that kid. <laughs> I know. And I know. Oh, jeez. Uh, so is there a part of you that looks at it and going, are we just playing for one year and going to be in trouble because how long would this team stay in the luxury tax? Like, what, what's your feeling as a I, fan? So I'll tell you what. I have two teams that I cheer for that got the one. Okay. First was the Twins in 87. Yep. Second is the Kings in 2012. Yes. Both of those teams were able to get the second one incredibly fast. The Kings won in 2012 and 2014, which is pretty insane considering that team's history. Twins win in 87 and 91. Once you get that one, it changes everything. Yep. Unless I agree. You're, you're, looked at, you're looked at different. I agree. You win one, you're looked at different. It changes your whole team's perspective. And if you're able to keep people in place that contributed to that, be it yeah. Tatis, Machado, Preller, maybe it's Jace, I have no idea then all of a sudden everything, the burden is lifted. And now you're playing a little bit with house money. And that's what the Twins were able to do. I look back at that. The difference from the team in 87 to the team in 91 really wasn't that much. No, I agree. They, from first behind the plate was Laudner, right? For both of those teams. Brian Harper might have been there for both of those teams. Herbeck was at first. Second base is Steve Lombardozzi the first time, and then Chuck Knobloch the second time. Yeah. Shortstop's Greg Gagne for both teams. Uh, third base is Gary Gaetti for both teams. Right field is Tom Bernanski for both teams. Center field is Kirby Puckett for both teams. And I'm trying to think of uh, Dan Glett. Dan Glett. Left. Yep. I mean, that's pretty goddamn good. Pitching-wise, your pitching staffs were a little different because you survived off of Viola... And Bly Levin, and don't forget Les Straker. Um, and in the bullpen, you had Jeff Reardon. Your pitching staff looked much different four years later because you were led by Jack Morris. Yeah, who assumed the Viola role. Right. You had Rick Aguilera in yep. the pen. And there might have been a couple of components that were still the same, but Viola was gone. Bly Levin was gone. But you had an everyday eight that was there. Very similar to the Kings. Yeah. Quick was there. Dustin Brown was there. Mike Richards. A lot of guys. Jared Stoll. Um, guys that went, the core nucleus, and a couple of changes were made, and you were able to benefit. So when you look at this team, using the guys that you just talked about, Dave, Machado's going to be there. Tatis is going to be there. You want to believe Cronenworth will be there, right? You do. And then I, I don't know from a pitching staff, I don't know anybody on that staff right now that I would look at and say is a lock guy that's here today is going to be a lock to be here in four years? I don't know. That's a great question right there. Anybody yeah. on that staff? Maybe Weathers is the only one. Oh, that... Weathers is a good call. Yeah. Sure. But... Uh, yeah, I would show you that. Darvish will be gone. Gotta Snell assume... will be gone. Snell will be gone. Uh, Musgrove, maybe. But I would think in four years, he's probably moved on. Paddock is fast-tracking his way out of town. Right? Weathers yeah, I would is... agree. Weathers is a good call. In the bullpen, Melanson's not going to be here. Stamen's not going to be here. Pierce Johnson? <laughs> no, I mean, serviceable guy, but I don't know. But then when you go around, right? Yeah. Now, if Cronenworth moves to first, you go, okay, we could take that. I don't think Nola and Caratini are going to be here. But maybe at that point, Camposano is out. 
Tatis is going to be here. Machado is going to be here. Somewhere in the outfield, I would think C.J. Abrams is going to be. Or is that when Tatis makes his move to the outfield? Wow. And Abrams goes to short. Wow. And then I don't know. That is something but else. But you got to have, to answer your question, you, you got to have, have the one, one before you can worry about 10 years. Right. Right. You got to get that one. So and that's why this week is so incredibly important because as a Twins fan, they were in the playoffs last year. They lost again to the Yankees and they felt like they went out and reloaded and they did an absolutely terrible job of reloading. Yeah. And that's why everybody on their roster is available this week. I tell you what, entering the season, entering the 2021 season, the Padres were number four in payroll. Okay. Uh-huh. They were uh, behind the Dodgers, the Yankees, Astros, Padres, Red Sox. Those are the top five. Okay. So now you're talking luxury tax. It's great when you hear a sidler go, I'll, I'll pay it. Yeah. I'll pay it. And you never thought being a fan of this team that that would ever be a conversation. Right. And you go, wow. No, it is important for him to win. He's not one of these guys that's all about making money. It's about wins and losses right now. And we won a championship here in San Diego. If you're a fan of this team, you couldn't be happier for the owner you have. Right. No, it's great. Because think of this, Dave. If things were not going right for the Padres tonight, and thankfully they are, but you're still a third-place team. If, if they were going the opposite direction like the Twins are, I think why, if I'm Preller, and I hope Seidler agrees with this, why you have to go for it is the Twins are looking around and they're going, well, we can unload Nelly Cruz, which they did. Got a couple of good arms yeah. for that. And now there's talk that Berrios could be on the move. Donaldson on the move, too. Depending on how much the Twins are going to eat of that. But... Berrios, I saw uh, uh, Jim Bowden propose Weathers, Weathers to Minnesota with a couple other guys for Berrios and uh, Taylor Rogers, a left-handed reliever. Okay. Trying to think, a couple other guys from the minor leagues, but Weathers would have been in that deal. But now I look at it and I go, you know why the window's right now? Because you don't have guys on this roster that you'd be willing to move that there's going to be a market for. You're not going to move Machado. No. You're not going to move Tatis, right? I mean, you're going to try. I, I, no. So you're not going to move Cronenworth. Well, it's funny you say that. That was my next question. There's a lot of rumors that Cronenworth's on his way out. I can't believe they would do that. That would be very disappointing. Like, there aren't too many guys that you latch on to and say, man, I really don't want to see him gone. He's turned into that guy. Uh, unless you're making a deal and Trey Turner's coming here. that's That was another thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. How crazy is it that the Nationals have told everyone today that Trey Turner's on the Can't block? Can't sign him. Can't get a deal done with How him. How about that? They don't want to pay both Soto and Turner, they said. Uh, well, what I saw was that Mike Rizzo said we can't get a deal done with them. Well, a deal done at their price. Sure. He knows what his value is. Yeah. That would be crazy, bringing Trey Turner home. Yeah, I mean, he's another $25 million guy, right? Yeah. You know what, though? I tell you what, as a guy that follows the Dodgers, I'd be fine if letting Seager go and, and somehow getting Trey Turner. But, I mean, it's circles. Seager's not coming back anyway. It sounds like his wife is telling everyone they want to be Yankees. It, it circles back to what we started with. If you don't have the albatross of the Myers deal and the Hosmer deal, the Profar deal, and the Kim deal, you're sitting in a much different situation tonight. And you're able to go out and take contracts on 
and all of a sudden maybe you are talking extension with Trey Turner, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? I don't know what Turner's attitude would be about playing second. But if you had Cronenworth at first and all of a sudden Turner's going to go to second, shit, you don't even need Turner. You made the deal for Frazier. But Again, I'm not here's the deal. I'm not a huge Grisham fan. But Turner Tur- Turner can play the outfield, right? Yeah, Turner started in center. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, all of a sudden you don't have that 40 million. You're like, well, we can make a deal to get this going. And now you're looking at that? Yeah. I get it. There's plenty of deals you look at that you go, yeah, I'm really happy with what it is. But I am very, very happy that the approach is status quo is not getting it done. Absolutely, and it's not. I mean, you're third-place team for a reason. The starting pitching is the biggest question mark on this team yeah. right now. Yeah, now, when you look ahead over the next couple of months, the schedule gets a lot better than what it's been, and now it's up to them to take advantage of it. 60 games to make things happen. As I, yeah. I follow so many guys on here that will say, oh, it's so great, you get to give all these guys days off. Look, you got 60 games to go. You're you're in third place. You don't have the time to give a bunch of yeah. guys days off. These guys need to buckle down, and basically the postseason starts now. You said it right at the very beginning. You don't want to be in a one-game playoff. Because if you lose that one game, you can arguably you could arguably say that this year is more disappointing than last year. Oh, yeah. Big time. Do they get Gallo by Friday? A lot of rumors about Gallo. Well, also, at the same time, the Rangers are asking for the, for the moon. They, I heard they offered Gallo in Texas a huge contract, and they aren't getting it done right now. It makes no sense. I think the Rangers have lost 12 in a row. You, you trade Gallo. You get whatever you yeah. can. You rebuild that team. Sad thing for the people in, in Dallas is that team has a brand-new ballpark. You know yeah. what it's like to sit there and put, sure. put shit in a brand-new ballpark. Nobody wants that. But that's just what the Rangers are right now. If Gallo comes, fine. That's not even my biggest concern. I really would like to see two starting pitchers. You need them. Not one, two. You need at least two. The bullpen is outstanding. The, the, the everyday lineups are very good, as you just Snell said. Snell go this week? I don't think Snell goes. I don't think people have faith in Snell. I think your most marketable guy to trade is probably Weathers. Wow. Weathers is decent. The only thing about yeah. Weathers, and you wonder, why haven't they been able to stretch him out? Why isn't Weathers going six, seven innings on a regular basis? I, uh, I, I think he's aggressive. Over, under, four more moves to go this week. I go under. I'm going under. Four more. Four more after yesterday's deal for Frazier is what you're saying. Let me, let me put it this way. Let me change I'll it. I'll go three. If you put the number at three. Let me put it this way. Over, under, four new players on this team come Friday oh, that's night. That's a great question. So that four. means not counting Frazier. Not counting Frazier. Okay. I'll go under I'll say again. Frazier plus four, which would put the number at five that's players. That's insane. I say, Think I, about it last year, though, Dave. I know. Last, last year was wild when they made the deal with Seattle. And, yeah. I, and it seemed like you traded half your team for half their team. Yeah, I mean, you got Nola. You got yeah. Clevenger. Came in that deal, right? Got uh, uh, Moreland. <laughs> you got Mitch Moreland, too. Yeah. They had made a bunch of deals with different teams at that time. I mean, you got relievers from the Mariners. Yep. You, you, Remember, yeah. yeah. You could yeah. be getting arms. Yeah, it, it, it was it was kind of nuts. Um you know what? I, I don't know. Last year, he did do it. I don't think you need to do it this year. I don't think your holes are really anywhere except starting pitching. I think getting a guy like Gallo, call me crazy. Let's say you get Gallo. What are you doing with Cronenworth then? Where's he oh, going? I think, Gallo goes to, I think Gallo goes to right and Cronenworth's still at first. Okay, so you're saying you're buying off. How many contracts are you buying off? Do you have uh, to, Myers and Hosmer. Myers and Hosmer's contracts. God dang. Yeah. I mean, you, you know what? I'm all for it as a fan. 
again, I'm, I'm, I, I can't help but ask AJ, how did this happen? How do I have to now pay Gallo and I'm paying for Hosmer and Meyer still for another team? Well, it, it gets to a certain point, though, where eventually players have to play. Right? Players they, have to play, and what I really would like to see, and I know people aren't going to like what I say, I would really like to see homegrown players eventually jump into this roster. Yeah, It just doesn't happen. Outside of Weathers, it doesn't happen. Guys that you drafted that, I, that wear your uniform. But having three guys that came up through your system today flip to the Pirates to get you Frazier works for me. No, I got that part. But no yeah. one no one that you drafted is wearing a Padre uniform. Yeah, uh uh, Weathers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Outside of Weathers. Yeah. It, it's really bizarre. Yeah. And you can run that for, for a while, but you can't run that. You can't sustain that for 10, it's, 15, uh, 20 years. Yeah. You can't I keep like throwing. Right now you can't keep the chasing moment. money. Oh, I do too. Right now, I understand. I'm just saying for the long haul, organizations aren't run that way. Even if you're the New York Yankees, you aren't run that way. Yeah. And they have to go and, but they reloaded by moving guys, right? They, they move guys out, and then they get a top 15, a top 20 guy in somebody else's farm system, the 11th guy, the 13th guy, and then you just started loading. But to me, I couldn't give less of a shit if Flake Elsinore wins the Cal League. No, I don't right? care. All the Mad Friars guys want to come and strangle you right now. Um, what are we supposed to do, Jeffrey? Yeah. But I think this week, Dave, I'm going to say that— The pitching, by the way, in the minors is atrocious right now. Yeah, I think that's across the board. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, four new names plus Frazier. Total of five by Friday wow. night. Okay, who's gone? Give me five guys that are gone. I don't know that we know all their names. I think Camposano is gone. Okay. I think he's out. Um, well, you got to make move, room on the Major League roster for these five guys. Which five guys won't be on the roster? Profar. Really? That means another contract Mateo. you're buying. Okay. I think those guys, I mean, you have a little bit of room there. Uh, maybe a pitcher. But I think, uh, let me see, who else? I think uh, I think Camposano's gone this week. I'll tell you this. I think Gore's gone this week, too. If Gore's gone, does it feel like, thank goodness, like enough? I'm no, tired of thinking about Gore. No, but it's just... It's disappointing that he hasn't been here to this point when you when you desperately need starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy. He was supposed to be the guy, and now we can't throw strikes. Yeah, I think he's gone this week. Somebody's going to think they can fix him. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think if he's the difference to get an impact guy, I think he goes. Let me ask you, because a year ago at this time, all right, just a year ago at this time, we were talking about Patino, we were talking about Gore. Yeah. Pedro Martinez, Clayton Kershaw. A year later, they could both be gone. Does that bother you? Do you root against Gore for the next team he's with? Do you go, depends hell? On, uh, depends on what we're getting in return. Oh, no, at the same point, let's say Gore goes to, let's go a no-name team. Let's say Gore goes to the Marlins, and you're watching Gore, and Gore either does well or does bad. What are you rooting for? What if Gore goes to the Nationals as part of the deal okay. for Scherzer? What if he goes to the Nationals and becomes an all-star for 10 years? Does that drive you or crazy? Or Joe Ross. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe he turns into Joe Ross, or maybe he turns into Joe Nobody. Yeah, or he's Paddock. Yeah. I mean, we boy, the idea of trading Paddock three years ago would have been pretty outrageous. You know what Ella would have done? <laughs> and then, uh, and tonight, 
I think you're you're trading Paddock for a couple of shot glasses from Gillies. You are, if you can get them. Yeah, I mean, that's it. A couple of mechanical bull coupons, Dave. And a signed Urban Cowboy poster from Deborah Winger. Deal. <laughs> How many guys, Padre fans, are excited when they see the starting pitcher every night when it's not Darvish? They, right now, they aren't. I, I Getting Scherzer is huge for anyone who gets him. And I understand Scherzer's on the back end of his career. Got yep. it. Man, he's a big-time player. He's a Hall of Famer. And he's one of the best we've ever seen. Berrios, to me, is interesting. He's not what Clevenger was a year ago. He's fine. Pretty strong. He got a couple years of control of that. If he's going in the deal for Berrios, if Gore's going in that deal, I make that deal. I really do. Because Berrios has shown that he can pitch at the major league level. I'm with you on that. Without a doubt, that's not even questioning it. Absolutely. You're getting a starting, approving starting pitcher? Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. You mentioned the Padres schedule coming up in, in August. You're right. The schedule is very beneficial to what the Padres have. It's much better. The only the only teams they face that you would say even are, are close to giving them a run at all, are you're talking 500 teams and above 500 teams, you have the A's for two. That's it. The mm-hmm. A's just two games. You have the Phillies for three. You have the Dodgers for three. Everything else is... Diamondbacks, Rockies, Marlins. Days off, I think. You have, you have a few Oh, more. you got a shitload of days off. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So you, you can reset the bullpen. You have, you have at least four or five days. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five days off in August. Wow. Yeah. When earlier this year you played, what, 32 games in 33 yeah. days? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know. There, there were so many weird things that were out and about yesterday including one that said they were trying to make a deal for Kimbrel, but you don't need him you just no. don't you don't need him would you go take chris bryant i like chris bryant you know I, I, for me again if you just got me two starting pitchers i'm 100 percent okay with what you have in your everyday lineup i'm fine i'm, I'm fine Rizzo's gonna be on the move and so yeah all, all those guys on the cubs are on the move i mean the nationals said today everybody but soto is on the move. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So you sit there and you go, okay, who, who, who's out there? And everybody wants uh, Hudson, Daniel Hudson, the pitcher. Sure. Okay. And, and I know Padre fans want him as well. It's great to have another hard-throwing guy coming here. But if uh, if you don't get him, you don't get him. But starting pitching is the don't, the thing that is really missing on this So team. the Rays are, are putting different deals together. They're going to move Xavier Edwards, they said. How about that? How about that? Yep. So. It's funny to see the Rays making moves. You know, they just picked up a, a reliever from the Cubs today. You know, they yeah. p- they picked up a guy to help their bullpen out a Don't, little bit. You think this week will be active? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Every time I see the A's make a move, I always think, how did Billy Bean make that happen? You don't even know his name. Yeah, whole thing. <laughs> Pulling the money ball line every time he makes a trade. Ron Washington's here to tell you that it's easy to play first base. It's not easy. To play it's extremely hard. Such a great scene in that movie. It is great. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Keith Hernandez got so upset with Ron Washington today. I was watching the Braves and Mets. Okay. And uh, you have Dansby Swanson on second. Ball's hit down the right field line, and he holds Dansby up at third. And Keith Hernandez says, ah, that's ridiculous. He was so <laughs> upset. Like, dude, that's an automatic send. Yeah. Send him home. What are you doing? Why would he hold him up? He didn't understand what the hell. Look, Ron's been coaching a long time. I, he couldn't breathe. He was, so, he was so disgusted on Ron Washington's coaching. Is uh, can Tingler win it all here? You know, man, it it's unfortunately for Tingler, he's in a really tough division, 
And nobody saw what the Giants are doing. The Giants are for real. I mean, aren't we to the mm-hmm. point where we're saying the Giants aren't going to just fade out? And they're going to get better. you got to yeah. figure they're getting better every year. The Giants are for real. Okay, so the big question is for you as a, as a Padre fan. I want you to look at this as a Padre fan. Dodgers play the Giants for three games starting yeah. tomorrow. Who do you root for? Giants. Do you root for the Giants take two out of three or for a clean sweep? Sweep. Really? See, I think you're almost playing saying I'm looking for two out of three. You aren't looking for a clean sweep because you aren't still can't gain any ground. Yeah, I can uh, I can gain ground on the Dodgers. But your goal is to win the division. Not I to got play. it. So whether you finish at second or third, you're still playing the same one game. What What's the breakdown right now? On what? What are you saying? In the standings? I'll tell you right now in a second. Okay. And so uh, I'll tell you right right now. And so it's funny is that Pirates were able to go to San Francisco and take two out of three from the Giants this weekend. This was a great opportunity. That's one reason that game yesterday hurt. Yeah. The Dodgers gained two games. Um and then the Giants he obviously lost two out of three. That was an opportunity to do really well. Frustrating. Um, okay, sorry, I got it right here. So here you go. You have the Giants who have a two-game lead over the Dodgers and a five-and-a-half game lead over the Padres. All right. So so if the, if the Giants swept the, swept the Dodgers and the Padres you know, sweep through the A's, you're still looking at yourself five-and-a-half out. You got to gain a, gain a game somewhere. Your goal is to win the division. But you gain on the Dodgers. Yeah, but you're still going to have to play that one playoff game. If the Dodgers finish in third and the Padres finish in second, you're still playing yeah. that one playoff game. So if you take two out of three, it kind of keeps everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know what's funny is, you, you know, you look at standings and you go, how hard can it be to keep track of standings? Like, I just gave you the games, okay? Okay. I can't figure out in my head. <laughs> How are the Dodgers 21 games over 500 and the Padres are 14 games over 500, but that's only a five and a half game lead. Like I was going, it doesn't seem right. It seems like it should be more, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, I have to be the dumbest guy on the planet. I can't figure out these numbers. Like if I was in charge of it at the newspaper, mm-hmm. I'd just look at Posner. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What are we doing? I don't know. I think we're in first place. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. No, all right, let me see. So you said it's five and a half over San Diego. Five and the Giants are five and a half over San Diego right now, and two and a half over the Dodgers. The yeah, two, the Dodgers have a two and a half game lead, three and a half game lead. Dodgers are two out. Yeah, uh, actually, Dave, I think you're right. I think looking at that, we need uh, Dodger wins. You need because you, you gotta yeah. win. The, you want to win the division. It, by the way, all yeah, three teams close as, that good as, as good as they've been all went five and five in the last ten games. Yeah, you gotta close that gap. You're right. I I just I'm thinking with my heart, not my head. You aren't used to rooting for the. You're, you're to the point where you can't even watch the Dodger game because you're going to be find yourself. There's no way I'm rooting for this team in red, white, and blue. Right. Um, you're used to rooting against that uniform your entire life. Yeah, but if you're if you're if it's part of a two-piece puzzle yeah you're fine doing that yeah yeah you're gonna um yeah you want you want to tighten that up a lot it's uh it's gonna be a great week i mean i'm really excited to see what happens up until friday and it is funny that they do it on the 30th not the 31st because they don't want the major league baseball employees having to work on saturday oh it is 30th yeah it's the 30th well, it's always been the 31st in the past. Yeah. It's always no been matter the, what day of the yeah. week it fell on. We don't run things like that anymore. But this is Rob Manfred. Everybody huh? gets their weekends off. Well, that's good. Good for them. <laughs> and then uh, 
One other thing, like I said, great week in the NHL. Free agency starts on Wednesday, so guys could be moving around. You've got Major League Baseball with the playoffs and everything. And then this is kind of wild, Dave. Thursday night's the NBA draft. But yeah. it doesn't feel like there's any kind of buzz about the NBA draft. Nah, there isn't. It's all about trades now. Everybody wants proven players. But there's, do we start not, seeing there, a bunch of NBA trades on Thursday? Yeah, you will. You'll see NBA trades all week long. I mean, the, you're hearing stuff already from from the Lakers or different guys coming. You Kuzma's know, you, leaving, right, this week? Oh, they're trying to. They've offered Kuzma to every team, according to Woj. Do you see that? Yeah. They offered Kuzma and KCP to every team. They even offered but, Kuzma to Sacramento for Buddy Heald. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. And then in the NFL, you've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got Deshaun Watson can be had for five guys. From the Raiders, you going to get Deshaun Watson? No way. I take Trevor Bauer before I get Deshaun Watson. Oh, uh, because of all the... Uh, 22. 22 different girls have geez. claimed that he's abused them. Jeez. Sexual assault on 22 girls. I don't care if you ask for... You have to honestly say, well, for a fifth-round pick, will you make that deal? Yeah. Three yeah. number ones? That's what Texas is asking for. I saw Houston's it was a combination for. of five. 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 Basically, five players. Yeah. No. Deshaun Watson, a year ago, would have got everything. No, why would you mess with that? How do you explain that? You can't do that. I mean, there's all this talk now that no matter what happens to Bauer, if his name is cleared, that he's that, gone. He's gone. He's done with the Dodgers and probably done with the Major League Baseball. Isn't that amazing? You know what? If, if, if he comes out guilty, he, this is what he made. He lost all that money and he lost his career. I, Dave, I, the, the natural instinct for that story is because he's a Dodger they go crazy. But the girl has San Diego ties. Uh, I don't want to go f- too far down Well, you road. know more than most. Yeah. You and I both know more than most. And I, I'd rather just yeah, leave it I would, that. Because it's not public knowledge. And Correct. There are guys who are married that are involved. Correct. And I, I'd rather just leave it at that. Yeah. I, I just think there's a lot of layers to that onion. There, there are a lot of layers of that story, and when it all comes out and it all gets sorted out, uh, you hope that justice is served correctly. Um, but man, I, I just feel knowing what I do know, and then more importantly, knowing what I don't know. Yes, boy, it's sure easy to be reckless with that story, and I, it and is I, one way or the other. And I, I don't want to do that. That is a really, really... This is one of those situations, Jeff, where it hurts a little bit to know as much as you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'll tell you what, people on Twitter and, and everything else that, that go crazy, you don't understand. There's some stuff that could come out that is not good for people in, nope. in other Major League Baseball uniforms. Right. And, that, and for families, everything. That would be shocking. Yeah. That's the thing, Dave. I, I think you, you said it really well there. Um, there are things, yeah, that we know about it that, <laughs> I, yeah, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, it's not completely the case here. And so, yeah, while it's low-hanging fruit to rip the Dodgers and rip all that, I just... Man, there's there's families that are involved in relationships and a whole lot of other things that go way, way beyond the baseball field. I just I I've been reading the LA Times. Two things about the LA Times this week. I mean the the I think it was Bill Shaken wrote the article. It went pretty deep into in 
pretty good depth about the split between Bauer and his teammates. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Plaschke comes right out and says, hey, they just have to cut him. And then kind of says, well, you know, I don't know if they could do it. I mean, they might be on the hook for $100 million. Oh, okay. Yeah, but $105 the, million. Dollars. Just hold on, Bill. If you wait your time, you might not have to pay a dime. But makes the point, I don't know how he can come back into this clubhouse. Yeah. I, I don't have any idea on that. Then I read a story, Dave, that often happens when you go online and you're subscribed. It'll take you to a couple of different things. And it was an interview with Vin Scully. Yeah. That Plaschke did a couple of weeks ago. And earlier in the year, um, Vin's wife, Sandy, passed away after complications from ALS. Sandy, I believe, was 76. Um, Vin is 93. Yeah. And in this article, Vin says a couple of different times uh, that he's ready to be reunited with Sandy. And then kind of says something along the same lines in regards to Tommy Lasorda. And I was like, man, we were talking about and a friend today, friend who had this job for 25 years, worked at a local uh, local establishment. This establishment went out of business, and me and a couple of my friends were like, man, what happened to that guy? Where does he go? Find out today that guy passed away from COVID. Wow. And I talked to one of my buddies who also knew him, and my buddy said, did he die of COVID or did he die of a broken heart because his job went away and he kind of lost his purpose day to day? And I go, I don't know. But it makes you wonder. The Scully thing really concerned me because I get it. He's 93 and he still has his wit, right? He's talking about how Joe Buck has been great and invites him in to do an inning. And he always says, no, my time has come. And people are thinking, oh, what are you doing on here again? Go sit down, Scully, and be quiet is what he said. So it's funny to see him talk like that. But I, uh, it's just when he says, yeah, I'm ready to be re- reunited with her. Like, Vin, don't throw that towel in, man. I, I get it, but in a selfish way, even though you're not on the air, uh, you're occasionally on social media. None of us want to see you go. So looking at Vin, and he's one of our favorites, is yeah. Vin lost a wife in the 70s. Uh-huh. That It wasn't from divorce, and she died. They were happily married, and she died. Yeah. Then he lost a son, remember, in a helicopter yep. accident during the Northridge earthquake. Yep. And then he lost his second wife. I mean, he, how many times has he had his heart broken? You know? Yeah. I saw him narrate something for the Dodgers yesterday. It was on the 1981 World Series He said team. he'll do that all day long. Yeah. And if they ask him to voice things, whether yeah. it's a radio spot or anything else, he said, they have my number, I'll do whatever they need. But as far as going back into in the, the booth, booth, he's done that. And he said it's, it's other people's time, whether yeah. that's Joe or Charlie or anybody else. His voice, though, for the first time that I've ever heard, sounded weaker. A little different, it right? sounded different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Ben Scully, and you're going, it's Ben. But yeah. at the same time, you're going, man, he's... he's 93, though. He's 93, his heart's broken, you know, and you go, yeah. shit, it's been a tough year. And he, he said he lost Tommy. He had a lot, yep. of, a lot of death around Ben. I mean, yeah. you live to 93, you're going to bury a lot of the people you love. It's just, uh, I read that, and it's like anything, right? When yeah. you go, and by the way, uh, leads me into, saw a great movie yesterday. Great movie. Road Space Runner. Jam 2? Oh. Road Runner about Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Were you a Bourdain guy? I'm not. You asked me that last week. Sorry. Uh, man, Dave, it was so good. It tells the story through footage 
that was made of him coming up, how he started, right? Being a chef at a restaurant in New York and then writing the book Kitchen Confidential about those experiences. And that book becomes a New York Times bestseller. And they have all these basically like home movies of him talking about, hey, I'm going on Letterman, I'm going on Oprah, all these different things. And how he met this married couple and they said, uh, uh, hey, what about doing a travel show? Because he'd always talked about, oh, you know, I want to go here, I want to go there. And he said, yeah, I'm in. And then they found out when they signed him up for it, he never traveled. He'd only been in New York. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they go and they show you this video and they take him to Japan and he's pretty low key. And then he's in Vietnam and and he kind of finds his stride and parts unknown. And, and uh, those shows that he did were so good, whether they were for the Travel Channel or CNN but at the same time, it's talking about the battle that he fights with depression. Wow. And as he slowly starts slipping away and ultimately taking his own life. And it's the friends that are closest, including the gentleman that was with him in France filming the show um, at the time of his death. And man, it is outstanding. It'll be on HBO Max. Um, CNN will run it in a couple of weeks. But my sons and I went and saw it in the theater. Just great. And, and listen, I, I say it candidly. One of my best friends, if not my best friend at that time, took her life. I, I fight that fight every day. I had somebody say to me the other day, which really got in my head, not meaning any, they didn't mean any damage by it. I think they were trying to be complimented. But they said, she was your person. She's your guardian angel. I've had numerous people say to me, <laughs> including people in the emergency room go, do you, like, not joking, say, do you think you have a guardian angel? And they said, you don't walk away from accidents. I don't know. But when you go and you, you see this story and you see the impact that it had on these people that were with him every day, and I surely wasn't with Erica every day, but pretty close, and I didn't have a 20-year relationship with him, right? It was a short window. But, man, the impact that suicide has on people, and you see it, you go, fuck, I know what that feels like because yeah. I live it every day. They didn't, they didn't, uh, there's people that are really pissed at them. I'm not pissed at her. I know what it was. Um, I miss her. I miss her every day, um, but I'm not mad at her. Um, but if you've dealt with it, it's, uh, God, it's so incredibly well done. Good. And my son, Kate, and, and my son, Jack, and I went, they knew Erica. They loved her. And we all walked out of there and go, wow, that was pretty wild. It, it, David, so what, it, we've talked about this with Jake. When you lose them, that void never goes away. It doesn't get smaller. There are days it feels like it gets bigger, right, on birthdays yeah. and other things. But it's always the size of a manhole in your heart. And you just have to find a way to get your left foot in front of your right foot and keep the, keep the bus moving. But... um. Shit, man, if you like Tony Bourdain, I just, I don't want to give a lot of shit away, but they show this fucking scene. It's so wild. And he's in Vietnam. And this guy brings out this huge snake, huge snake. And he's like, wow, the snake's freaking out the whole deal. And they, uh, they cut the snake and they take the heart out and the heart is beating. 
and they put it like an oyster and he shoots it. Jesus Christ. And you're just like, oh, God damn. And uh, yeah, I told, we were joking about it afterwards, saying, hey, could you do that show? And we're like, well, we could probably do like a taco show, right? Like go around the country and find the best tacos. <laughs> I don't need to eat anything's beating hard. But, um, but I don't feel like, I felt like they were very honest in the, telling the story of Tony Bourdain. And man, we, I was a fan. Yeah. I dug the show. I liked him. I thought he was pretty cool. And it, it's funny too, Dave, because I think for you and me, the people that are on the other side of the glass and, and you find how obsessive he was about shows and trying to do shows differently and trying to make sure that Tuesday show was different from Wednesday show. Very similar to what we get every day with coaches show. <laughs> the same kind of commitment to excellence. That goddamn shit you guys sent me today where it was just, I had three people reach out to me today and go, every one of these guys sounds like the impression and I can't, I can't listen. And I saw somebody on Twitter said, can't they have this conversation at the VFW? <laughs> Uh, Anthony it Bourdain and the coach would never be mistaken no. for each other. But that movie's called Roadrunner. Uh, it's in theaters. It's a blast to go. Black Widow's great, too. Those are the two movies I've seen in theaters the last couple of weeks. Good really, deal. really fun. Good deal. Hey, when I mentioned Brian Curry, look, so many people right now in the process of selling their homes. I was talking to a guy a couple days ago who was saying their family decided to make the move and sell their home. And they go, we thought we could sell our home and jump into something smaller and then figure out... We're going to jump into something bigger in the same neighborhood, and we're going to make a ton of money off this house. What happened was they sold their house in Eastlake, mm -hmm. and they ended up moving all the way to Temecula because they could not find a home. Damn. They couldn't find a home. They didn't have a plan. Yeah. You got to have a plan. You got to figure this thing out. There's a way to make money at it, but at the same time, where are you going to live next? That is, should be the question you're asking yourself. Look, Jeff and I don't have the answers. The guy we go to all the time for stuff like this is Brian Curry. He's been doing this now 25 years. He can help get the most for your home. You want to make sure he's the one that sells it. And at the same time, talk to him about where you want to live next. He's the guy that will understand what houses come on the market the fastest and give you some inside information about what to do with your money, how this plays out. It's not an easy process. And you're talking about maybe more money than you'll ever see in your life. You want to make sure you have the best in the business working with you. And that's Brian Curry, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Along the lines of what you just said, David, it's almost more important to have plan B or part B yeah. in line ready to go before you do part A. And knowing, like you said, having the terms and knowing when you can move in and what your monthly nut is going to be at your new place before you get rid of your old place. Because you're right. You get rid of your old place just feeling like you're just going to cruise in to wherever you want to go. In this market right now where things are going so high, uh, so high over value and a lot of things that you're seeing are you're not just competing against the Murphys across the street. You're competing against these big-time investment firms that are coming in with cash yeah. and are no longer buying AOL stock, which we used to be the go-to. But they're like, why are we putting money into that when we could be putting money into Southern California real estate? Let's go do that. That's who you're competing against. People coming in, offering cash and tens of thousands of dollars above asking price. 
That's why you need one of the best. That's why Brian Curry is one of the best. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor standing by to build that perfect pool for you. Again, make your backyard a staycation. Build the pool that you've always wanted. Make your backyard the place where people want to go and celebrate the life's best events. Here you go. Taylor made pools. The number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, it just feels like every day... No matter where you are, we were out at Helix today. A little breeze coming in. It's nice, but there's still that feeling that it's getting hot and it's getting yep. sticky, right? And you can either run the air conditioning and pay SDG&E 17000 at the end of the month. You could try to use that community pool where you know there's a kid down at the end probably taking a leak in it, and now you got to worry, did you just get gangrene? Or you can call uh, what so many others did, and that is call TaylorMade Pools and have that beautiful pool that you want built in your backyard. See it for yourself. Have Alan and his team show you that 3D uh, artwork. You're going to absolutely love it. And then next thing you know, that pool is going to be reality in your backyard. Man, I can't think of any way better to spend the time than that uh, poolside with your brand new tailor-made pool. Dan Williams, you want to give Dan Williams a call if you're having problems with your money situation, if you're one of those people that's still in debt, trying to figure out how you're going to get out of it at the same time. You want to retire one day. What's your money going to do for you? Bar Smart, Two Minute Tuesday, it's tomorrow. Don't forget, Dan Williams will put something out on YouTube, give you great advice to help you out. But at the same time, if you're one of those people that I just described, make sure that you call Dan Williams. He'll answer your questions at 858-688-6813. Great video out today. I believe Dan reposted it. It's a video about if you're going through a divorce, what do you do as far as refinance? What do you do as far as debt? Really vital information that I think a lot of us, I just kind of go into and you don't think about it. And then you go, oh man, what do we do? What if we want to refinance? What if we want to sell the house? How do we do the debt? So many different questions. Dan can answer them for you. And I know Dan would like me to do this as well. Uh, congratulations tonight to our very good friend, Matt Coyle, who Dan is also a big fan of. Uh, Matt Coyle tonight, Dave, won the Seamus Award. Yeah. Highly, highly regarded award. Second year in award, uh, second year in a row that Matt won it. Unbelievable uh, recognition for our buddy, local author, just grinding along, doesn't have this big marketing machine behind him. He just has a dopey podcast and some friends that support what he does. But congratulations to Matt Coyle. Uh, Blind Vigil tonight wins the Seamus Award for Best PI. Last year, uh, he won it as well for Lost Tomorrows. Uh, how my book, Wrong Light, didn't win. I got jobbed. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, but no, congratulations to Matt. Super excited for him. Dan's a big fan of Matt, big buddy of his, so I know he wouldn't mind me taking a second of Dan's sign to send a shout-out to Matt Coyle. Very good. Congratulations again. That's awesome. All right, Kyle Fluker's your guy for your website needs. Look, if you have a website that's not working right or you need a website that's going to sit there and shock everybody and go, man, I didn't realize how good this company is, but it's all because of the website, Kyle Fluker's your guy. Get yourself on the map, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. I hope somebody is benefiting with a website of the following three videos that I saw today in no particular order. 
The first one is the fish that knocked that guy out with a good <laughs> swift. It looked like a slap fight. I've never seen a guy get knocked out by a fish. And as Josh pointed out, I probably watched that about seven times and then suggested to Josh, we take you to that same aquarium. The second one that I saw about seven different people sent it to me, and I thank each and every one of you, was the full-out brawl at the pizza place. When yeah. the guy hit, uh, when the one employee hit the guy with the ladle, and then another guy hit him with that big wooden. That had to hurt. That had to hurt. Yeah. It came right the over the top. big wooden stick like, with the, yeah, like, the, the flat thing and then that you pull the pizzas out of the oven with. He went El Cabong on him. Holy cow. Those two, uh, I would say, boy, this was tough judging today. I would say the guy who got knocked out by the fish any other day, that's probably a gold medal winner. Um, but today he wins the bronze, the pizza place, um, gets second and that probably asked me in half hour. I might flip flop those two, but just because the, the pizza place went on. And as Mike said, the guy with the man bun wasn't taking no for an answer. He was getting revenge. But the gold medal winner today absolutely is what happened at the mall. Yeah. Now, Loved it in the, Atlanta. The guy who got beat up thought the worst decision he made was wearing those white jeans with the hole in the knee that Harry Styles sold. Yeah. Then he proceeded uh, to just get the living shit beat out of him. A lot of, of blood. He was leaking. He was leaking <laughs> right in front of the Pro Vision Center. And you go, my goodness, that's a beat down. He got up, his pants are falling down, knees are all torn. He got his sister's white jeans on. And there are about five of you that sent me that one today. I watched it because yeah. every one of you I love and respect. And uh, and I appreciate all of you. And that's the gold medal winner for today. That was great. That was right? great. I loved them all. Have you seen the lady at McDonald's that went in and she's got like the gold purse She's kind of the bigger woman, and first she smacks the manager. Yeah. And then the, the blonde lady employee says, don't you hit my boss. Yeah. And then she gets mad, and then she goes behind the counter, and she starts it up again, and then the employee just beats the living shit out of that lady. That's the upset. I didn't see that one coming because <laughs> usually when it's kind of a dopey white trash white girl against a bigger black girl. The bigger black girl always wins. Yeah. <laughs> but not in this one. And then, uh, what was the other? There was another one I was just thinking of that I just saw. Maybe yesterday. What was the other fight one I saw? Restaurant or? Dude, I see them all the time. I can't get enough of them. I love it. Yeah, there was another one that somebody hit me or uh, sent over to me. I can't think. It was the pizza place. It was the lady in McDonald's that got beat up. It was yeah. the guy in the mall. It was the guy who got knocked out by the fish. There were a bunch of them. But goddamn, there was another one too. And I really, really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I can't lie to you. These oh. are all so good. Oh my gosh. That is so, so funny, man. I, um, Oh, there, there's a guy I've been watching. All right, I know you aren't a you. You, t you get on me all the time about this TikTok thing, okay? And I, I never thought I'd be a TikTok guy. There's a guy. His I don't know if you've seen this. I know you used to watch American Idol. The guy's yeah. name's like Bear Bailey. Have you seen this guy? He no. Walks into this liquor store in Louisiana like a, a couple times a week, and this lady films him, 
and he just starts singing the song, whether it's John Legend or a country song or whatever. Okay. And he hits home runs. I cannot get enough watching this guy, how good of a singer he is. And he got discovered through it, got sent to Nashville for a recording contract. Just some guy really? walks in wearing a Johnny Cash shirt, ordering his, his beer, and then just starts singing. And to look at the background of the people, lose their mind when you go, how good this guy is. But it's funny. That's my, my thing right now is I can't get enough of these TikTok videos. I'm, I'm a mess. A complete wreck. All right. I'm going to try to figure out what the other one was. That I got. Somebody sent me another one, and I cannot think that it was really, really pretty good. I mean, I, I've seen enough. Oh, I know. I figured it out. The guy at the mall. The guy that I said, that's what I was going to do to your Star Wars collection if you kept <laughs> popping up. The guy that just broke everything in Macy's? The guy that went into Macy's. And then this guy that Costa sent us. Oh, my gosh. The rolling circle jerk yeah. guy. That guy, how many times did you watch this guy? A bunch of times. Oh! How bad did all this hurt? That I, hurt. That... <laughs> oh! Listen to this sound. Hang on. That did body. That's his body. Hitting aluminum. <laughs> I'm doing good. Oh! Ow! You know what? I, I tell you what. I, I gotta say this, and you know, I I celebrate people, and I I yeah. really do. I look for the best in people. Sure, you do. Some of these cameramen are big babies. Hold the shot for Christ's sake. <laughs> Zapruder is sitting there and watches Kennedy lose half his head. Yes, like it's a loaf of bread, and he held the shot. He was like a a suit salesman, right? Yes. You guys get the jelly legs as soon as the guy falls out. Hold it. We want to see him go all the way to the bottom. Yeah. But they uh, they held the shot pretty good with the guy at the Macy's tipping everything over. They did. They yeah, did. those were good, too. Those right. were both gold medal winners yesterday. <laughs> Let's knock these out real quick. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to start off with Mick Jagger. Oh, damn. Uh, tomorrow's a big day. Thank you to everybody that made me aware of it. Stones are coming to San Diego to LA. Oh, really? There's nowhere to play here. Well, they could have played Petco, but we're assuming Come it's on. playoff season. Give me a goddamn break. They played Petco's Petco. not big enough. Yes, it is. They it's played Petco twice. You moron, dude. He's he's a, he's a hundred years old, and well, he wants to cash in as best he can. That's why he's going to a big real stadium. Uh, I believe Mick tomorrow or today is seventy eight. Seventy eight years old is right. That sounds ridiculous. To he's unbelievable. It dude. just sounds crazy. That That's like older than grandma's. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. My mom, I think, is going to be like 76 this year. Let's like, see. I don't want to see my mom. Sing it? No. What would your mom sing? What would she open with? Probably something Carpenters. Yeah. Shit. Daddy sang bass. <laughs> Mama sang Danny. She'd probably sing that. Uh, yeah, 78. Tomorrow's the day, man. We Everybody was so nice. Woody and a bunch of you reached out. Hey, did you get your code? We got it. Pre-sale tomorrow at noon for the Stones. Uh, 78. How much is he worth, Dave? Uh, I'm going to say... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say $800 million. $360 million. Dude, he's worth so much Has more to be, right? That. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. Not one of my favorites. Uh, one of mine. I'm going to say 55. 57. Uh... Fifty million. Two hundred million dollars. Love her. Kevin Spacey. Not one of my oh, favorites. Oh, I wanted to see which way you're gonna go. Go ahead. Weirdo. 
Weirdo was right. You got to go on the weirdo side. Uh, 68. 62. Uh, now what's he worth? $4 million. <laughs> Says $100 million. Damn. All right, here's one of my favorites. Kate Beckinsale. Absolutely. Underrated. Underrated is right. I need that nitwit temple shooting her mouth off <laughs> about her either. We're keeping it clean tonight. Yeah, we are. But you know what I'm thinking, Temple? It's because Jack and Kate are here. Uh, Kate Beckinsale celebrate her birthday. Um, 46. 48. 50 million. 25 million, it says. Here, okay, here's a guy I've never seen one of his movies. You're going to snap at me in a second. Jason Stratham. I like him. He's pretty cool. Uh, 54. 56. Uh, hundred million. Ninety million dollars is pretty close on both of them. Okay. All right, here we go. Five random questions. I don't know if this makes sense, but I wrote it this morning, so you tell me if you can keep up. If you had to make a bet, okay, and your choices uh-huh. are to bet a hundred thousand dollars that the Padres win the World Series in the next five years, okay, uh-huh. fifty thousand dollars to win in the next ten years, ten thousand dollars to win in the next twenty-five years. Which is your your smartest bet? Uh, ten thousand over the next twenty-five years. Do you not have a lot of faith in the next five years? Uh, I just, I'm, I'm a money, I'm a numbers guy, Dave. I bet the odds, I bet the numbers. Yeah, give me the 25 years. All right, rank these favorite juniors. Okay, okay. who do you rather have, Ronald Acuna Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., or Fernando Tatis Jr.? Dude, all so great, all so great. Which uh, one's the youngest out of those? Oh, that's funny. I think Acuna. No, he's the oldest. Is he Tw- really? Twenty-three. So is Vlad Jr.? Vlad Jr. is younger than Fernando Jr. Damn. And born, both of them born in 99. Love Fernando was guys, born in man. February, I mean, in, in January, and uh, Vlad was born in March. Three gold medals. Can't, can't lose with any one of them. Plus, That's insane. Plus, they're all great for the game. Oh, shoot, I'm not asking this question. We'll wait till uh, the next show. Um, right. Name one. <laughs> hold on. All right, here we go. Name one person you've only met once, but they left a big impression on you. Uh, until the other night, we talked about this. Brett Boone had been that guy for a long time. We go, met yeah. once. A um, couple of people. You know, Channing Tatum probably would have been that guy, and then I, I ran into him again because we sponsored a guy named Kung Lee, and he had been in that movie Fighting with Kung Lee, and we saw Channing again. Incredible guy. Um, I've seen Rogan a few times. Us. Oh, uh I'm going to give you two guys. Sebastian Maniscalco came in studio at Extra, was just genuinely such a nice guy. So nice and so funny. And just our our feeling on those shows was just like, just give us a lead line and we're getting out of the way. Mike's will stay on so you can hear us laugh, but nobody's going to try to outdo you. So Maniscalco, number one. And then the story I told you a couple of weeks ago, by far. Pablo Francisco. Pablo Francisco, I took a girl to his show at the Spreckles Theater. I don't think I ever went out with her again. <laughs> he did that bit about um, Don LaFontaine, the yeah. in-a-world guy. And he was just sitting out front at Kogo, getting ready to run the gauntlet. And I just went out. He was just sitting by himself. And I went out. We had like a five-minute break, introduced myself, and... Uh, I said, man, I got to tell you this story. And I told him, and then uh, we told this. He came in, and he completely blindsided me because I said 
same thing. Hey, you know, um, just give me a way to lead you. And, and he goes, oh, ask, road stories are fun. Always ask road stories. And then we just said, hey, so what's it like on the road? Is it cool? Oh, dude, I had this guy, took his girlfriend to a show, and she never went out with him. And I didn't pick it up. And I was like, oh, wow. He's like, yeah, I did this bit. And I was like, oh, God, please don't do it. And he did it. Like, yeah. A foot and a half away, I couldn't do it again. Yeah, Pablo Francisco, the man. How about you? You know what? It's funny. is because I hate this team probably more than any team going in all the sports. But when we had him on the air, I don't think I've been more impressed with a person. It was Roger Staubach. When you and I had Roger Staubach on, we were at 1090. Okay. And when he started telling stories about his life, he wasn't bragging. But the history of his life from being in the military to making it to the Dallas, winning the Heisman Trophy, Dallas Cowboys becoming a multimillionaire over and over again through real estate and then helping out his buddies become millionaires. I thought Roger Staubach was cool as hell. Man. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not sure. You don't I remember there that. You I'm were there hundred sure. percent. You were there. Really? You were there. And I was like, God, I wanted to hate him so bad. And I could have talked to him for three hours. I just thought he, yeah. he, he was so cool. And he, he's worth like $700 million, maybe a billion dollars yeah. now. But to know that he helped out all these old teammates that were on, yeah. on having a tough time and made them millionaires, I was like, the guy blew me away. Probably the guilt of that 75 championship. <laughs> just, that's all you kept thinking about is the yeah. push off. Trying to make up for it. All right, here we go. What is the one question you can ask a person to find out the most about them? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. You only get one question. You meet someone, but you got to try and figure out what where, what they're about. Yeah. Uh, I would say what motivates you. Well, that's interesting. I, it was funny. Mine was where you're from. Like trying to figure out their background. Like where are you from? If you tell me, like if you were to say I'm, I'm from Minnesota, I'm from San Diego, yeah. then I'm doing all the things in my head. What do I think about the people from but that I city? But I think we have a different variety of people from here, right? There's a different cross-section of people that live here, that grew up here. Um, yeah. I also like, uh, what are you scared of? Because like, those kind of things are great, right? Phobia. Just walk up. Who hurt you? That's a word of question. Who hurt yeah. you? What's the funniest it's dream that you ever had? Yeah. I always laugh when people write that on Twitter. Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? I'm like, a lot. A lot of people hurt me. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> night are we back here? I'm for, I'm ready to go Wednesday. All right. Uh, yeah, we should be back here Wednesday. If we're not here Wednesday, we'll be here Thursday at the latest. All right. No problem. All Good right, deal. See you then. Okay.
Always entertaining Even before we could buy beer Walk to the park Speak our minds Maybe talk to Rock Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard. 